All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Back in the saddle, 2024, off to a hell of a start. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic 2024 as well. Um, nothing really too crazy or exciting here in Nashville so far, just business as usual. Of course, there's all the craziness on the horizon. Uh, and tonight, we're here to talk about some of that potential craziness, but I think we've got some good news. Um, so we've got James here to share about his ongoing coverage of the World Health Organization, and all of their crazy crap that they got going on. So, uh, But real quick, before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you how you can follow and support the show. So Rebunk.News is the website. That's where you find all the links to everything related to the site. I just want to give a shout-out right off the top to uh, Big Frog T-Shirts over in Beaverton, Oregon. Go check out the T-Shirt shop, you guys. Rebunk.News forward slash shirts will get you here. we got all kinds of designs. They're super cheap, 16 bucks for a T-shirt. All kinds of designs. Hoodie, 30 bucks. You can't get a hoodie anywhere for 30 bucks, right? I should probably just mark all these up. Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I want to give you guys really good value for what, for, uh, for your dollar. It helps support the show. It helps support a Liberty centered t-shirt shop in Beaverton, Oregon in the belly of the beast. Shout out to Ryan, Amanda, the crew over there. And, uh, yeah, we got women's tops. We got hats, hoodies, and stickers. So just go check it out. Go support the show. Rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Get you some swag, get you some gear, represent, stay warm, make a statement, you know, you're going to need all these statements going into 2024. I mean, you're going to need every single one of these shirts in your collection going into 2024. When you comply, you die. You're going to need that one. You're going to need the the hierarchy enslaving you. You're going to need that one. You're going to need, well, Fauci, Fauci's kind of out of the picture, but he's still, he's still popping up in the news. He was just in the news the other day, but Fauci gave us all AIDS again. He gave us all AIDS once. He gave us all AIDS again. He gave the world AIDS collectively twice in one career. So wear that loud and proud. Uh, you're gonna need uh, you're gonna need the build shirt. Oh, you're definitely gonna need this shirt. Compliance is violence. You're definitely gonna need the compliance is violence shirt. We are many, they are few. You're gonna need that one. You're gonna need the shirt that says "I see false flags." You know what I'm saying? You're gonna need that shirt in your collection. Can you imagine being caught up in a false flag in 2024 wearing your "I see false flag" shirt? I mean, the irony is just too much. So you might as well have it and just wear it everywhere you go because you never know. You're going to be caught up in one of the, oh, I love this one. Can't depopulate an idea. You can't depopulate an idea, folks. You can't, I mean, the ideas are out there and we're pushing those ideas out there. So as we go to 2024, depending on what PSYOP they're running, censorship kills. You're going to need that one, right? Because when people don't have the information, they make stupid decisions that, that cost them their lives. So no matter what happens in 2024, you're going to need at least one or two of these shirts to kind of go with the flow of what the flavor of 2024 is. So rebunked.news shirts, go check it out. Also the Substack, rebunked.substack.com. Um, I'm going to be shifting a little bit more energy into this in the coming weeks. Uh, so stay tuned to that. But right now it's basically just a way for me to shoot out the show. So you could stay up to date with the show. It's free uh rebunk.substack.com there's a way to upgrade your subscription like five bucks a month if you want to support the show and that is very much appreciated and i really appreciate all of you that are currently supporters of the page but really ultimately i just want you to sign up for free that way you get notifications about upcoming shows so that's kind of the big spiel there so uh that's pretty much what i got you guys and uh 
So yeah, so you guys know our our guest tonight. He's a returning guest. He's a journalist. Uh, he's done all kinds of work. You know, I first got connected with him um, when he was doing some coverage about the uh, the the uh, child in I believe it was New Zealand who was uh, who was needing some unvaccinated blood and just all the fiasco around that. And uh, he's just been doing this ongoing coverage of the World Health Organization and all of their amendment policies that everybody's been talking about. And so he's really been on the on it and uh providing really good coverage of it so let's bring him in so mr james raguski thank you so much for joining us once again yeah Raguski. that was um that was baby will um in new zealand baby will, that's right baby will yes december of uh, 2022 i believe um yeah that was a while time, back yeah time flies um you know no news is good news i think ultimately he, he uh, ended up being fine but no, thanks for having good. me back. There's uh, I got more yeah. good news to bring and some crazy news. Good. So um, okay, where do you want to start? Well, that I was just going to ask you the same thing. Where do you want to start here? I guess, well, so the first thing, people that may be tuning in, like I know that uh, mo like all the big channels are talking about this crazy uh, World Health Organization treaty and all these like amendments, all these things that are coming up. And then there's a lot of conversation about what that is. But can you just kind of zero in and focus in on what it is that you are, uh, you've been writing on and what you've been covering in terms of all of that? Well, that's a tall order. Well, what's the overview kidding. Of, the, of the problem? And then we'll kind of dial into where we're at and uh, where you think it's headed. If, if I could paint a visual picture for everybody, um, honestly, if you've never heard about any of this, you're probably better off. If you come at this fresh, um, you know, I, I could envision being back in, in school and, you know, coming into a class where there was a class previously and, you know, maybe you're coming into a science class and the previous class was a math class and, you know, you got to erase the blackboard. If everybody could, and, and I really mean this, erase the blackboard of all of the things you think you know and come at this fresh. If you've never heard of it, you're probably better off because what's been going on for the last two or so years is many, many, many different documents, many, many different versions of those documents, people talking about them without reading them, which is interesting, mm -hmm. okay? I actually published an article a little while back, you know, I'll, I'll clean it up, I don't wanna use uh, bad language on your thing, but read oh, the you, darn documents. Oh, use bad language, you're good. Well, the name of the article was read the damn documents. Okay. Okay. Um, it, the way media has become nowadays, you read an article and they tell you about something, but they don't give you the source. Mm -hmm. So you can't you can't actually check what they're talking about. And and so e erase your mind from all of the things that you think you know about a pandemic treaty or amendments to regulations. And l l let me just you know start from not the beginning because we'll be here for a month, but far back enough to get the proper perspective on what's really going on here. And you really do have to erase the things that you know, because they will get in the way. Oops. James, are you there still? Can, oh, there well, we go. Everything, kind of froze up a little everything bit. has frozen up for me. Um, okay, okay. We'll I think, I think yep. Okay, we're, I think we're back. Go ahead and, well, let me see. I can hear you. The video's still frozen, but I can... I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Um, uh, I hope that we're not having internet trouble, but if you can hear me, I'll keep going. Yeah, I can hear um, you. Go ahead. My 
I, I believe that this begins really uh, at the late December of, of 20, I'm sorry, early December in 2021. And so what happened in 2020, you know, is obviously open to question, but for the most part, people were afraid of some new dis-ease. And then when 2021 rolled around, there was this promise that, oh, if you just get some remdesivir and you get some jabs, everything's going to be all fine and wonderful. But what happened in 2021 was it was not dispersed across the world in an even-handed fashion. The wealthy nations gobbled up all of the contracts for whatever could be produced, and the smaller, less wealthy nations felt like they were being shortchanged. And so what ultimately happened was they called for a second session of the World Health Assembly. And in that meeting, they were trying to settle a trade dispute. They have to, again, erase the blackboard of what you think you know about the jabs and the drugs. They were assuming that those things were life-saving and they were not getting access to it. So they wanted the WHO to mediate negotiations to create whatever kind of agreement needed to be made to ensure that they would get equitable access to pandemic-related products. Now, you know, I know, you know, and your audience probably knows, at this point in time, they should just give it up and say, oh, you know what, never mind. We were so lucky that you guys were hogging all those jabs and mm -hmm. things like remdesivir. Um, what a blessing that the greed uh, and the selfishness of the wealthy nations actually protected the relatively poor nations from getting all jabbed up. But yeah. they, they are not able to see that those things are really not vaccines. They didn't stop transmission they didn't stop infection they're really arguably or maybe not even arguably biological weapons and and they should be thankful and just walk away from the table and say forget about it but that's not what's happening because there are tens of billions of dollars on the table they're arguing that they want to have intellectual property and investment to build out what i call the uh pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex mm. to create more manufacturing plants, more testing and laboratory genomic sequencing so that they would not be at the mercy of the wealthier nations and the pharmaceutical companies. They want it built in their country so that if there's ever another pandemic, um, they would be able to make their own. Now, that's why these negotiations are happening. And if you're trying to negotiate anything that's based on such a lie, on such a false set of assumptions, the entire thing going on here is absolutely absurd. They're not bringing in doctors talking about, you know, the adverse events and you know, the deaths that are being caused and by adverse events, you know, not just having a rash or falling down dead, 
but you know, the turbo cancers and the myocarditis and the immune dysfunction and on and on and on and on and on. Um, they're in complete denial about that because their bargaining position is they want access to the capabilities to make that stuff. Now, that's just certifiably insane. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, a couple of details about what's going on, because there are two separate tracks that um, people often get confused. The first one I'll talk hey, about. Hey, James, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's pause for a second, okay? The two okay. separate tracks. Let's, let's, let's put a bookmark right there. You, so your camera has frozen. So what I'm going to see if we can do here is maybe just click the back button to back out of the browser and then just kind of come back in. I'll, I'll, in I'll be happy yard. to come back in. I'll, I'll yeah. see you in a moment. Let's do that. And then we'll pick it right up from there. So yeah, you guys. Uh, so while he's, while he's bringing it back up, I just want to shout out his Substack. There's a link to the, uh, his Substack in the episode description. Make sure you guys go follow James and, uh, just make sure you're up to date with all his work here. Um, as you can see, he, he's, he's constantly dropping articles. I know that the focus lately has been around a lot of this, um, a lot of the, uh, World Health Organization stuff looks like today we'll definitely have to get into this with him. Iran rejected the 2022 amendments to the international health uh, international health regulation, so that's great. You know the people aren't having it, people aren't excited about it. It's no good. the The world is waking up and realizing that this is not about your health, right? I think all all of you know that that none of these policies, none of these amendments, none of these things that are being rolled out worldwide or in whatever country you currently reside in it's not about your health we know that these people don't care about your health they work very very hard to make sure that you are unhealthy whether it's the government corporations the pharmaceutical industry the food industry like their business model relies on you being not healthy they don't want you healthy there's no incentive for them to make you healthy whatsoever and there never has been okay so all of these policies, all of these amendments, any sort of grab or any sort of anything that they're trying to do right now or will ever do in the future is more about power. It's about control and it's about money. It's about building infrastructure that will then be used to further their power and control, which every time their power and control goes up, your freedoms go down. Okay. So that's really what it is. I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I know that this is not anything that you guys don't already know, but it's so important to really understand that these policies are not about health, you know, and then this is, this is tough for like some of the new folks that are re, that come around to these types of conversations, you know, or, or as the world continues to get crazy, you know, the, uh, the, the reality of what we're dealing with here, but, but that's a really good place to get in. And, you know, I've had some conversations recently, believe it or not, with some folks that are not kind of completely awoken or, or on our level. Right. And I, I have found that a really easy way to kind of tip, like not tiptoe around, but kind of just like inch your way into the conversation is around the fact that, okay, can we all at least agree that these governments and corporations aren't on our side and don't have our best interest at heart? That seems to be a really good entry into the conversation of a larger, a larger conversation. Right. And, and it's so funny because you'd think that like, so like, I have spent the last 10 years before moving to Nashville in Eugene, Oregon, which is like the hippie capital of the world, right? Shout out to all of my Oregon friends. You know, you guys know Eugene's a very progressive hippie like type of place, man. And like those people were the ones for decades have been against the pharmaceutical industry who have been, you know, into organic food and been like, no, the food industry is corrupt. The medical industry is corrupt. The pharmaceutical industry is corrupt. Like these are the people that, 
had fully bought into that that worldview but then all of a sudden when this whole covid situation and the lockdowns happened they completely flipped the script on them right and we've talked about this a lot in the past right but at their core at the back of their minds like at least a seed has been planted that that these companies and these agencies and all these folks do not have our best interest at heart and so you know that's a good place a rallying cry that we can all come around is that these corporations these these government entities or non-governmental organizations or these these international health bodies they don't care about our health it's 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 all about power and control all right james is back james all right seems there like we go. now we're rocking uh, and rolling seems like there's not much that um rebooting your computer can't fix so there you go that's again. fantastic perfect all right so you said that there was two different uh two, two, yeah. two tracks and, two tracks. and so with what i was talking about um at the beginning of December in 2021, uh, the nations said, hey, we're not happy with this trade dispute. We need to negotiate an agreement to have equitable distribution of these life-saving products. Okay, and, and so a month and a half after that, on January 18th, 2022, the Biden administration proposed amendments to 13 articles on the international health regulations. Now, they did it properly in the sense that any nation who wants to amend the regulations is supposed to submit it four months in advance of the May meeting. So they did that, but the nations looked at that and they said, wait a minute, what are you doing? This has got nothing about what we said we wanted. One of the things that Biden wanted to do was change the time frame and speed up the process to any future amendments. The time frame, instead of being implemented in two years, he wanted to shorten it to six months. And, and so they basically had four months to look at that proposal and they completely kicked it to the curb. They said, we're not going for that. Did you not hear what we were saying we wanted? And so what ultimately happened in 2022 was that was completely ignored. And the United States, the UK, the European Union, handful of other countries got together, submitted a totally separate package of amendments to five articles in the middle of the assembly on May 24th. Well, hold on. Article 55 says you have to submit it four months in advance. They did it right in the middle. They had closed door meetings for a couple of days. And then on Saturday, and this is, this is just, you know, almost unbelievable. But when you look at the evidence, it's all right there. They published a document saying that they had adopted these amendments. And it was on the bottom said that they had done so during their eighth meeting in this week long series of meetings. Only problem is, They've recorded the meetings. And if you watch the eighth meeting, they didn't vote on the amendments. They just said they did. And so 18 months later, on November 28th, we finally got a dozen members of the European Parliament to write a letter to the WHO Director General Tedros saying, hey, you know, we're looking at these amendments from 2022. Can you give us evidence? that you ever actually voted on them. And to my knowledge, there, 
they're working on a follow-up letter because they've never gotten any evidence that there actually was a vote. So this is the type of activity that you might expect from the WHO. We've got, you know, election integrity issues all across the United States, but they've, you know, they've developed it to an art form. They just go, oh yeah, we voted, you know, whatever, it's all good. And, and so at that same meeting, they set up this process and this is not something that they said, this is just my way of putting it into common everyday English. The nations, I believe, were saying to the Biden administration, oh, you wanna change the international health regulations? We'll show you how to change the international health regulations. Mm -hmm. They set up a process where by September 20th, I'm sorry, September 30th of 2022, they told all the nations, you know, submit whatever documents you want for the next go around a year and a half later, which we're coming up on now. And so by September 30th, 2022, 94 nations all told submitted 197 pages of amendments to an 80 some page document, total of 300 changes. And they kept that secret until December of 2022. And then they revealed it. I've been reporting on it ad nauseum, you know, since then. But since that time, it's been locked up tight. There is no new version, you know, first draft, second draft, none of that. Those documents exist. There's, you know, people have spoken about them, but they have never let out anything new. So we're working with year old, you know, plus information. We have no idea what may have changed, what may have come and gone. So there's a danger in talking about the details, but there are some things that I can talk about with, you know, relatively secure awareness that what I'm saying is, is accurate. In October, they had a meeting of the working group and they were supposed to have one more meeting in December where they were gonna button it all up and Um, regulations review committee to dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and submit it by mid-January, four months in advance of the upcoming May assembly. Well, it's mid-January, kind of, sort of, right? Mm -hmm. And back in October, they had a meeting, and their co-chairperson said very clearly, you know, um, we're having trouble reaching agreement, and we're not going to make the deadline. Now, that's, from my point of view, at the very least, interesting news. You know, I think it's good news. And crickets, you know, from the mainstream media. Um, I've been doing everything I can to get it out. There you go. Um, mm -hmm. You may be able to scroll down and, and play the video if you want. Um, yeah, is this the video right here? Just the one. No, you got to scroll down a little bit. Um, keep going. Keep going a little bit. Stop Should be a blue. Nose. Right here. Um, nope, keep going a little bit more, nope. I think. Okay. Hmm. Well, you know, it might be on a uh, might be a different one. It's on, yeah, it's on, uh, it's on pants on fire. If you click on uh, liar, liar, pants, pants on, fire. on fire, there you okay. go. Article fifty-five. That's it. Um, it was there for a nanosecond. You just didn't go down far. Oh, enough. there, this guy. That one there. Yes. Okay. Let me see. Let, let me. I'm gonna have to do something here. I'm gonna go boom. Okay. Boom. I'm gonna go boom, and then I have to share audio. There we go. Okay. Yeah, if you want, we can watch this real quick. 
please do. Okay. Okay. Let me know if for some reason the sound doesn't go through. There's no sound right now, but. Right. It'll be in just a moment. Okay. Dear colleagues, we have uh, been uh, operating with the understanding that the package of the proposed amendments resulting from the work of this group would be finalized by January 2024 to meet the four-month deadline stated in Article 55. However, we believe that uh, we all share the same sentiment that uh, realistically the whole package of amendments will probably not be ready by January 2024. We would like to ask the uh, Secretariat whether procedurally we could continue working until the 76th World Health Assembly in May 2024. I'd like to ask the Secretariat to provide some guidance in this matter. Uh, thank you, Co-Chair. Uh, the Health Assembly in decision WHA 75-9 requested the working group, and I quote, to establish a program of work consistent with decision EB 153 and taking into consideration the report of the IHR Review Committee to propose a package of targeted amendments for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in accordance with Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, close quote. Article 55 of the IHR, which is referred to in Decision 75-9, sets out two procedural requirements relating to proposed amendments. The first one is that, quote, proposals for amendments shall be submitted to the Health Assembly for its consideration, close quote. The second one is that, open quote, text of any such proposed amendment shall be communicated to all states parties by the director general at least four months before the health assembly at which it is proposed for consideration close quote again that's the text of the relevant article of the ihr article 55. you can play the second and the third one also okay the idea here is that article 55 in its basic purpose is intended to uh support the principle of fair and due notice. And fair notice means that notice is timely and complete. A note on this deadline of the 77th World Health Assembly. If the deadline is not met, the WGHR would be expected to report to the Health Assembly in May 2024 that agreement could not be reached on the proposed amendments this deadline cannot be changed as it was set out in decision WHA 75-9. And one more. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve, for that explanation. So the deadline is a deadline. There are no intentions to uh, delay any deadlines. However, we, what we are looking uh, as a, as a group is how to procedurally proceed from now until the deadline. And that's what uh, Steve has explained. That's it. Okay. Very interesting. So, hey, you know, no harm, no foul. You did your best. You had 
190 yeah. some countries, 300 amendments. You're trying to get everybody on the same page. Um, short time frame. If they were honorable, they would have put out a press release and said, we're going to have to give a progress report this year. Mm-hmm. We'll keep going and see you in 2025. I'll be right here waiting for them. That's not what they did. Um, there's an hour long extracted video that I put on uh, Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. Um, where they spend an hour talking about how they're going to try to avoid that rule. Mm-hmm. They've scheduled meetings for um, February and April, and they talked about just negotiating right up to the last minute and dropping a bomb, you know, like they did last year, or I, I'm sorry, 2022, and, and just going, here's very, very similar to Nancy Pelosi, I believe, with the um, Obamacare legislation. Big old, you know, thousand page piece of legislation comes in. They got to vote on it, you know, the next day and you don't mm-hmm. get a chance to read it. And she famously said something along the lines of, oh, just vote for it. You can read it after we pass it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, you've been keeping it secret for a year. Okay. You want negotiations to be private so people can speak freely and you don't want to let us know the integrated steps along the way. Um, I don't know if you were involved at all a decade ago with the Trans-Pacific Partnership uh, trade deal. Okay, TPP, um, I I know I've never seen it, all right? Um, It may be out there in the world, um, but in, in the middle of what was going on, they were not even allowing members of Congress to do anything other than go into, you know, a secure viewing area. They were not allowed to take photographs. They could read it, but they couldn't copy any of it. It was a trade deal, right? But it was totally giving power to corporations and so forth. And, and so we, the people, raised enough of a ruckus to shine light on the thing that they kept very well hidden to make it, you know, be politically, you know, just untenable um, for anybody to support it. And it crashed and burned. And, you know, I I feel that this is very, very similar. They're negotiating a venture capital deal to redistribute wealth, to build out uh, a pandemic profiteering, you Mm -hmm. know, system to build more laboratories and go searching for pathogens so they can do more fear mongering and make more billions by yeah. um, making more poisons and biological weapons. That's what it is. They, it's a racket. It's a pandemic profiteering agency. They should just call it the, the pandemic profiteering organization. PPO. PPO. I think PPO is taken. PPA maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so there's a handful of things that um, I, um, I, I don't like to admit failure, but in two years, I have completely failed at what I'm about to talk about. So this is all under the guise of they have in Article 21 of the WHO Constitution, which, you know, I don't, I don't personally accept that any of this is legitimate. No. But for the, for the sake of argument, if we play the charade and say, okay, the WHO constitution gives the World Health Assembly authority under Article 21 to craft and adopt 
regulations or standards. Okay, you know, standards and regulations can be fine. You, you want to have certain rules. Well, um, B, C, D, and E under Article 21 would give the World Health Assembly the authority to determine the definition of terminology. Well, hold on. There is no legal definition of the word pandemic. There is no legal definition of the word vaccine. Please don't get me started on safe and effective, because mm -hmm. if you hear that, it's a lie. Run. What, they're, what run. they're supposed to say is, well, here are the potential benefits that we think you might get. Here are the potential risks. You decide if you think it's worth the risk. Nothing in life is safe. And, you know, if you understand how marketing works, you could promote um, you know, get a six shooter with a uh, revolver, put one um, bullet in, in one of the chambers, play Russian roulette and advertise it as 84% safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Totally. If you're, if you're the one who gets the shot, um, sorry, you know, that was very effective. So words matter and they're not defining those terms. This other thing that they are authorized to be negotiating regulations and standards are cause of death well that was a bit of an issue you know did you die from or with and mm -hmm. you know does that matter yeah i think it does um they're also authorized to um, specify and, and set standards for diagnostic testing well the simple use of um, the pcr process and even calling it a test, which I refuse to do, if anybody's aware of, you know, Kerry Mall is saying this is not meant to diagnose disease. Mm -hmm. uh, D, uh, 21D is they have the authority to set standards for purity on biological and pharmacological products. Well, with all of the many, many, many reports of all of the many different things that have been found in the vials. Mm -hmm it might not have been a bad idea to have some regulations. And last but not least, they're able to set standards for advertising and labeling. Well, labeling includes those blank inserts that are supposed to give you all the information so you can make an informed decision. And advertising something as safe and effective, like for babies and pregnant women, um, that it's just an abomination. And so it's not just that they are not even discussing any of the things I just said. They have failed for 76 years to ever adopt any kind of regulations or standards for the things I just mentioned. This is just going to be the 77th time they fail to address that. Well, why wouldn't they want to address that? Well, it could be that they're beholden to certain donors mm -hmm. and, you know, holding people to standards um, that kind of gets in the way of profits. And, yeah. and so people need to understand that the WHO is currently busy getting ready. They're spending three to five million dollars and they have plans for the fourth quarter of 2024 they're doing some serious fundraising for their 
um, four-year plan, 2025 to 2028, they need to raise seven plus billion dollars for that four-year period because they only get a tiny little bit of their income from assessed payments or dues from the member nations. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of their money comes from donors, whether it's countries like the United States. We gave an extra three quarters of a billion dollars in 2022, over and above what we were obligated to pay. So wow, and this is here's a here's a list right here from their website. This is their oh, there you go. organization. Our donors, top voluntary donors: Germany, Japan, United States of America. Of course, we have Gavi, mm -hmm. uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yay, love it. So yeah, and, I mean, so these are private interests whose. You know, and we heard we've all heard the famous Bill Gates speech where he's like, it's a 21 investment on vaccines, right? It's the best investment he ever made on that morning show or whatever, right? And I, so I did like, an I did an interview earlier today and they dug up a more recent one from oh, wow. the it was from the deputy director general of the WHO. See, they talk about donations, but they call them investments. Yeah. And she quoted 35 to one. So it's getting a little okay. better. It's getting better. Yeah. And so like, what a great business model, right? You come up with a product, you pour a bunch of investment into that product, and then you pour a bunch of investment into these agencies and bodies that give validity to your bunk science. And then it just propagates throughout the world. It's just insane. Absolutely. Genius. Got to hand it, it to them. It is. And, and so um, along that pathway, meaning the negotiating of these amendments, um, I, I want to talk about a couple of them. I, I think we have time. I hope we have time. Oh, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Let, let get okay. us loose. Um, the whole thing is predicated on a trade dispute. You know, the poor nations feel like they were being treated unfairly, and they were. They haven't awakened to the fact that they were lucky, but that's yeah. for them to wake up to. And so the initial solution that was presented all the way back in September of 2022 came from Bangladesh and the 47 nations of the African region in the WHO. It's not all of Africa. Some of the African nations along the Mediterranean are part of the Mediterranean region. So 47 nations from Africa and Bangladesh proposed amazingly similar amendments to create a new Article 13a. And they're very similar, so I'll talk about them as, as one. What they understand is that the director general pretty much can declare a public health emergency of international concern, PHEIC or fake, whenever, whenever he wants, right? He, mm -hmm. he overrode his um, advisory committee's vote against calling moneypox uh, an emergency, and he did it anyways. And... The only thing holding him back from doing it all the time is, you know, if you cry wolf too many times, people just, you know, they don't ignore you and they don't pay any attention to you. Mm -hmm. So they know he can declare an emergency. They want the proposals would give him the authority to decide what products are needed. It would also give him the authority to create um, an allocation mechanism where he could tell probably a wealthier developed nation, you have to have your manufacturers make what he says and give it to the countries that need it. 
Well, that just is about as totalitarian, dictatorial, Marxist, communist, you know, control the means of production, put all of the control in the hands of one person uh, as you could possibly imagine. But that's what they are proposing to get equitable distribution of pandemic-related products. Now, there's no way to know if that is still in the mix in the negotiations of these amendments. Um, I would have to imagine somebody had something to say in opposition to that, but there's no way to know, right? So several months later, what popped up in the other set of negotiations, the what most people call the treaty, but it's not a treaty, it's something very different. I'll talk about that in a minute, is something called a pathogen access benefit sharing system. Mm. The idea is they want to implement the One Health approach, which means they have control of everything and they would be continually surveilling the um, wastewater um, treatment plants your septic so system. creepy that, that whole process is just so creepy in and of itself. well that's that's going on i know the, oh, totally okay if yeah. you go do a search on the cdc and look up you know wastewater surveillance they're in yeah. your city looking at your poo trying to find the next using path. using pcr testing by the way yeah. in a lot of cases yeah and and so you know process pcr process sorry <laughs> there you go whether um they're looking in hospitals for, you know, antibiotic resistant strains of the next pathogen with pandemic potential. And part of the reason is, well, that's actually a valuable commodity. If you have knowledge of a deadly pathogen, the, the Department of Defense wants to know about it as part of their global health security agenda. And so I'll, I'll have to say probably the first clear clue that I got to how this was working was back in November of 2022. The Indonesian health minister was talking to a bunch of business leaders at the B20, not the G20 government thing, but the B20. And he said, you know, the Defense Department of the United States with the National Defense Authorization Act uh, has started this pandemic fund. And they're trying to get, you know, 10 plus billion dollars a year, we're giving a billion and they're trying to get other donors to put in, uh, you know, more than matching. He said, this is a great business opportunity. Go invest. You know, if, if you want the next growth industry, if they get their way, that would be testing equipment and laboratory, you know, uh, equipment, um, facilities to do genomic sequencing because the access to those pathogens would be given to the WHO's central hub in return for benefits, pathogen access benefit sharing system. And what they had proposed was 20% of whatever products got made due to that genomic information um, would be given to the WHO to be distributed as they see fit. Well, if you have any idea of what may or may not have happened at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, um, does it sound like a good idea to you to be starting up uh, genetic sequencing labs all around the world and going out to the local bat cave or pigsty or chicken coop or wherever 
to find the next pathogen pandemic why not yeah. just let them be yeah why why bring them in and culture them and potentially now who knows what actually really happened but what this really sounds like is a build out of the industry that would cause the next pandemic not prevent it and so you've got these competing ideas in two separate documents one is very communist marxist centralized command and control you know the director general would tell this country to give something to that country and that's why bangladesh crossed out non-binding in the definition of the word recommendation if Tedros is going to be in control of logistics and production, then he can't make a recommendation. He has to give an order. And so this is the part of the puzzle that I think a lot of people are glossing over. They want Tedros or whoever the director general might be to be in charge of moving around materiel in an emergency. Now, mm -hmm. on one level, um, That's all the way back to the Roman Empire. Their term for the person who was put in charge when there was an emergency, they refer to that as a dictator. You mm -hmm. dictate orders and you tell people this is what you got to do. But at some point, how do you turn off the emergency? They've realized that if they have this ever you know, going, non-ending emergency, you keep all of these powers and these authorities. And so there's no amendment that I have seen that has any sort of check or balance to say, hey, yeah. hey, hey, you know, you, you had your fun for a couple of weeks. Um, emergency's over, go away. Yeah. Well, that's the confounding thing about this whole thing about the World Health Organization in general. That's the whole paradox of the whole thing. Like there is no checks and balances. It's this thing, this entity that exists elsewhere that shouldn't have any jurisdiction, shouldn't have any bearing over our way of life whatsoever, right? We have a system in place. We have a system. We have a supposed government, right? With the three branches, with the checks and balances, right? I was. I wanted to ask you this at some point. Maybe this is a good opportunity. I didn't want to derail you too much. No, but go for it. Go for it. What, so what is the mechanism by which they have authority over us here in the United States? Like, do they have, like, what's the conduit between their governing body and us? So it's like, none of them are elected. They get appointed. And I'm sure there's lots of backhanded deals and lots of like money exchanging hands and promises of future payoffs and payouts and positions and stuff like that. But in essence, you know, what is the intermediary between the World Health Organization and the United States policymakers? Is it like through health and human services? Is it like a, a national security thing? Like, is it like who who on their side speaks to who on our side? Like, where does that connection take place? Does that make sense? Very good question. And I can't answer that. In 2005, yeah. the amendments that were adopted but never confirmed or, or given um, consent by the Senate set up in every country what they call a national ihr focal point office mm -hmm. so it's in the department of health and human services in each nation it may go by some slightly different name and so there's an office that has been set up in every government that i you know this may sound strange coming from me because i've been pushing back against the who but when i first read the international health regulations, I would say it was about 50-50. There were some things in there that I was surprised by. I'm like, 
that's not so bad. I could go with that. Um, like Article 3 that says the regulations shall be implemented with full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. Yeah. That sounded okay, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a handful of other things that if you actually read it, you go, oh, yeah, how come they didn't do that, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they were supposed to do, and they just kind of sort of forgot. But there are other things that I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. So the purpose of the existing current version from 2005 of the IHR is to surveil, meaning monitor whatever's going on in your healthcare system. If there's an outbreak, if there's, you know, somebody's got bubonic plague or smallpox or some, you know, bizarro something, um, you know, if there's some new alien disease coming out of Miami, they want to know about it. Okay. And, and so it's really just a forced reporting, right? Keep yeah. an eye on what's going on. And if something's going on that everybody in the world ought to know about, you're obligated to tell the WHO. I can grudging, grudgingly sort of accept that. Well, sure. If they're just over there collecting data and making reports, sure. Let them do their thing. Let them play make-believe. Let them play like they're in their little, like they're playing doctor, you know, like two little kids playing doctor or something like that. Right. Like it's harmless. You wouldn't actually give those kids like medical instruments or anything like that or the ability to like run an x-ray machine or something, but they can go play. They can go play doctor. That's so fine. Here's, here's where the plot really gets complicated. Okay. Um, in 2022, when I first started reporting on all of this, um, I, I put up an article and people really took to it. There were more than 100,000 people in a very short period of time. And, and the purpose of the article was, here's a form letter, send it to your congressperson. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah. a lot of people did that and they got feedback from their Congress people. And many of those people shared the feedback that they got with me. And I published an article about it um, back on uh, May 17th, I believe it was. If you want to go look through my archive yeah, yeah. and go all the way back down to um, uh, May 17th, I, I believe it was Seeking Confirmation or, or Seeking Clarity. I'm sorry. And it, it surprised a lot of people. It, it didn't necessarily surprise me, but it confirmed something that I suspected. Um, many of the people were sending. Um, emails to Republican members of Congress. And the letters that they got back from the Republican members of Congress were arguing in support of Biden's proposed amendments. And the constituents were like, you know, what kind of world are we living in? What's going on here? The Republicans are supporting what Biden is doing. Well, as it turned out, the original idea to strengthen the um, international health regulations and use them to empower the director general and the WHO to have more authority um, came from a minority report from the Republican party. And the purpose of it was they were upset that the WHO didn't go busting down the doors in China to get into the Wuhan lab, there you go. I think it was um, um, seeking clarification. That's what it seeking was. clarification. Um, uh, that's the congressperson who wrote the report. And if you scroll down a little bit until you see the letter that he sent, you may be able to make it bigger. And there's some. Uh, keep going. Keep going. 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 
There you go. Michael Michael McCall, if you read if you can read the highlighted spots, right? The amendments were originally developed under the Trump administration. And essentially they wanted to give more authority to the WHO to in, in the hopes that they could override China's intransigence, you know, if that were to ever happen again. And so the problem with that is if you give power to the who to beat up on China, well, they could beat up on anybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, well let's read this for anybody that just may be listening. It says, if adopted, and this is from... Uh, this is from Michael McCall. Michael McCall, representing the 10th District of Texas, so congressperson, Congress dude. All right, it says, if adopted, it would allow the WHO, with the recommendation of the emergency committee, to declare a public health emergency of international concern, a fake, without the agreement of the member state in question where the outbreak is occurring. So whether or not this country consents to it, they can just declare an emergency there, right? And then it goes on to say, um, if the emergency committee does not come to their conclusion to declare a fake unanimously, which will be included within the final report providing for... Okay. This does not mean that the WHO will be able to implement any actions within a non-consenting state. Rather, the WHO can declare a fake and share information with other states without the approval of the state in which the incident is happening. So they're trying to like say, well, well that doesn't mean we're not going to... We're not just going to go in there and just decimate the, the or just run these policies in the country without their consent but you know we kind of are but we're not sort of so it's like right so ultimately what happened is the biden administration inherited whatever the heck it was that was going on during the trump years mm -hmm. and you, you have to you know attribute what was submitted by the biden administration to biden but the idea of using the international health regulations to shift the balance um, started under the Trump administration, Republican minority report. Mm. And when Biden put 13 uh, amendment, you know, amendments to 13 articles in there, it triggered the a response from the relatively poor nations because the amendments that were submitted were putting all kinds of requirements on the relatively poor nations. And they're like, hey, we can't afford this, all these compliance things and monitoring and testing. And they said, did you not hear what we said we wanted? And so that triggered yet another cascade. And so now we're here where those nations are saying, well, here's what we want. We want to set up Tedros to tell you to give us stuff. Mm -hmm. Payback. Okay. Yeah. And and so um it it's it is such a soap opera convoluted um mess with you know there's if, if you've ever played a board game, okay, no, you know, yeah. chess, what, what are there, 16 you know, pieces on a, a chess board on each side. Um there's 196 players. Okay. Now the mm -hmm. interesting thing is you know, China and India with a billion and a half people, America with Three and a half, you know, hundred million. Brazil, Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, uh, uh, Nigeria, you know, all the African nations, billions of people. Each nation gets one vote. So the African bloc, along with the twenty-nine nations that call themselves the Group for Equity, there's a little bit of overlap. So you get up to about seventy nations. If they were smart and they cobbled together some Caribbean island nations and some 
South Pacific nations, some of these nations pay dues that are maybe five or $10,000 a year. Not outrageous, I mean, surprisingly low. And it's for the same reason that people pay exorbitant dues to go to a country club. If they vote in accordance with the wishes of the power brokers, and for their $5,000 in dues, they get multi-million dollar contracts coming back to their nation. Um, they're at the table to get a piece of the pie. And so they don't care about how to keep you or your family healthy. That is not what they are negotiating about. They're That's what I was ranting know. about while you were restarting your computer. I'm like, they've never cared about your health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the interesting thing, normally two um, wrongs don't make a right. Mm -hmm. But in this particular case, the greed of the pharmaceutical industry who has clearly stated they ain't giving up no intellectual property or manufacturing know-how. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, the relatively poor nations who are arguing that they want to be able to manufacture these poisonous jabs, you, you got two things that are clearly wrong. And because they're not able to reach any kind of an agreement, um, I see that as a positive thing. And, and so um, I'm just trying to raise everyone's awareness. Yeah. The deadline for them to let us see what they have been negotiating because it's been in secret for a year. Who knows what has been changed? And with the treaty, um, they want to set up a framework convention. I, I know I just called it a treaty. I do that with um, trepidation because it's not a treaty because people, when they hear the word treaty, they think, oh, you put words on paper, you agree to it, you're done. No, 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 no. A framework convention, the best example is from 1992 in the United Nations, the Framework Convention for Climate Change. Yeah, Agenda 21. Maybe. You, yeah. you, you agree to agree and set up a framework, and, and then year after year after year after year, you set up a conference of the parties. So whoever wants to play, they get to set detailed protocols year after year after year, and you've already agreed to do whatever they decide off into the future. And so back in December, they had the 28th COP, you know, COP28 for the um, Framework mm -hmm. Convention for Climate Change. How's that working out? How's it working out to agree to let a bunch of bureaucrats meet every year and set climate change policy? Um, I don't think that's working out so great. And we don't have any say in the matter. There were thousands of people that went to the um, conference. But did anybody ask you for your opinion? Did anybody no, ask me not. or anybody? You know, and, and so the issues are, do you want to have your um, nation agree to an open-ended framework or convention for anything? That's just not representative democracy at all. That is setting up a new bureaucracy, a new bunch of oligarchs, a, a new bunch of highly paid people who get to travel around the world and tell everybody else what to do. And, and so in, in regards to what's going on in what everybody calls the treaty, it 
it's almost like the details don't matter. Why in the world would you start this open-ended, never-ending, you know, zombie agreement and have unelected bureaucrats go there every year, um, have a good time on your dime, and yeah. come up with some protocol to tell you what you have to do to prevent the next pandemic? It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And it's, it's just like, and you know, I, I don't even know, man, like these folks just don't have a very good track record either. As far as I'm concerned around this specific topic, you know, maybe they have done some help, you know, some work, getting some water to some people in like Africa or something, but I would even say probably not. I mean, what are you guys even doing? Like all these problems could have been solved by now. If you guys were actually marshalling your resources to help people that needed to be helped instead of wasting your time trying to inject people with poison. It's so insane. Um, I noticed, uh, James, you posted, yesterday this whole thing about iran gave the big middle finger to this whole thing can you tell us a little bit more about this yeah you know kudos um to uh brooke over at um door to freedom um she went back into the archives of all of the stuff that's been going on and found something from july where a little needle in the haystack in one of their meetings uh they you know, they drone on and on and on. And somewhere in the middle of the July meeting, the Iranian delegate said, oh, yeah, by the way, um, we reject the amendments from 2022. And awesome. that's all it, that's all it would take, you know, write a letter, boom, done. And, and so um, it's a little bit of a moot point to a certain degree because they never actually voted on them. That's what we were talking about yeah, earlier. Right. Sure. So the whole darn thing it's just it's a charade it's a yeah. charade now you had asked me a question that we kind of sort of talked about but there was more to it that i wanted to say when we were yeah, talking definitely. about we were talking about the um national ihr focal point being the pathway through which communication happens okay the other aspect of how the who controls other nations it's really summarized. I often refer to them as the World Hypnosis Organization. Mm. They're an advisory body. They make recommendations. And people somehow hear, oh, I got it. And when they put forth their recommendation, and then the FDA or the CDC or any other health authority, state government, county government, city government, um, the best example I have of it is when there, when the lockdowns were happening and, you know, people were doing all that sort of thing, my girlfriend and I ordered something that was not going to be delivered to the house. It went to a local pickup center. So we got a notification, you know, tracking that it had mm -hmm. showed up. We could go pick it up. And down at the bottom of the email, it said, oh, you know, be sure, you know, we recommend you know, guidance that you wear a mask and you social distance. And it was from the WHO. And it made me laugh because, well, that's just their idea. I don't have to do that. That's not a law. They don't have authority over me. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And, but most people would see that and go, oh, you know, you see something on Facebook and they stick the WHO thing in your face. Oh, oh yeah. You got it. You know, 
And, I was and just so, going to say, I was just going to say that was the criteria and the basis for like YouTube censorship all for the last like four years now, like that, that they would always put the little sticker like this, the world health. If you have more questions about vaccines, world health organization link here, but it's like literally that's, that's the YouTube Google alphabet policy is that if you say anything that contradicts world health organization policy, then you don't get to speak anymore and you're out of here. Mm -hmm. So you're um, unimaginable amounts of power. That type of information control makes people think it's an obligation or a law or, or something that they have to do. Well, when you're dealing with that sort of commercial activity, right, you got to realize you signed your life over to whatever social media company you check the box on for their terms of service. You're playing in their sandbox, yep. but it feeds the belief that they have authority. They don't have authority, they have power. And I challenge anybody or encourage people really, understand the difference. There's lawful authority where somebody crafted a piece of legislation and it says, you know, the constitutional county sheriff, you know, shall have the power to enforce a warrant. And, you know, if they're knocking on your door and they've got a wet signature warrant to search your property, mm, you're dealing with authority, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If somebody if somebody dresses up like a, a goon and has you know artillery and bangs down your door, that's power. Mm -hmm. And you know power will corrupt, and power will kill you. So you have yeah. to understand the difference. And when government officials are utilizing that power but they don't have authority, that's actually a crime. You know, look up Title 18, yeah. Section 242, and if there's two people, mm -hmm. um, look up 241. It's, it's operating under the color of law. It's, it's a federal crime to pretend you're enforcing a law that you don't have authority to enforce, or maybe the law doesn't even exist. And what we need is for individual people to understand the difference when when you're faced with authority that's over you know properly um enforceable that's one thing when you're faced with somebody who is overstepping their authority but they have insurmountable power that's a difficult situation don't be stupid right but you got to understand the difference and they basically operate on bluster you know they talk tough because they know that most people don't really know their rights they don't really know the law they don't really know where the limit of a government official's authority stops and so more and more and more over these past four years um, people have been learning how to stand up for their rights and for their freedoms and you know we certainly need more of that so you know i just encourage people to keep um singing the last line of the Star Spangled Banner. We're supposed to be the home of the free and, and, and land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't find our courage, we're going to lose our freedoms. But I think people are, you know, growing a spine and, and stiffening their resolve. And they've basically had it. And, and yeah. they've, they've come to understand that this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of BS. And when you call them out on it and you push back, a lot of people have won 
court cases where fines are being returned and you know penalties are being paid for wrongful termination and so forth and so on. Um, we are able to win this battle. The WHO is failing. They've told us so. But now is not the time to sit on your butt. Now is the time to push even harder and yeah. you know bring this bring this to a close in 2024. Amen to that. I'm a big fan of that. As they're down and they're weak and they're suffering, that's when you just kick them a couple more times, like just stick your thumb in their eye, like you know, infor with information and all this stuff, not like literally, mm -hmm. but yeah. but you know, so like this is all good news. Iran says, screw off World World Health Organization. We don't need you guys anymore. Uh the the deadline, they're not gonna meet their deadline which is coming up January 27th. They're just out, out, like they're out of commission. And so like, you know, I don't think any of this stuff is going to pan out the way that they want it to. So if you guys want to stay up to date with any of the developing information uh, regarding this and many other topics, please go follow James as Substack James Raguski. How do I pronounce your name? Do I, am I get that right? I'm yeah, sorry. you're fine. It's uh, James Raguski. Substack.com. James Raguski.substack.com. Stay up to date with all. Look at it. He just goes back for years uh, all kinds of valuable information and please go support him on there it's really important to support people that are putting this type of information out there go subscribe upgrade to a paid subscription that's what that's what we need to do to keep james in the fight uh it's so important that we have people that are able to report on this stuff in a way that is accessible and uh so i really appreciate you and all your work james thanks for coming on and uh was there any other final thoughts or final yeah, words one, or anything one last thing i always yeah. try to do this if i remember and i have time um, I encourage everybody to just give me a call. My phone That's number right. is on every article. My yeah. phone number is 310-619-3055. If you're outside the United States, you can text me or call me or use WhatsApp or Telegram or Signal. Uh, people who call me because they have a question, because they're trying to work out the details, immediately identify themselves as people who are still able to think. Because if you're thinking about something and you have a question, um, that's a wonderful thing. I'm happy to try to help if I can. People who don't question anything, um, they, they're not thinking for themselves. They're just doing what they're told. So I've gotten to meet you know, spectacular people from all over the world and um, you know, dig through the information. Um, probably the easiest answer is just share this video or, or share any of the other bits of information that makes sense. And not that anybody asked for my advice, but here it comes. Hmm. Don't try to shove it down people's throats. Share a video with them, ask them to watch it, ask them to give you their opinion, and then determine what you think about their opinion of the information. Probably, 199 out of 200 people aren't going to bother. They'll say they looked at it, but what they mean is they glanced at it. Yeah, and, I would say, I would say, oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll, check I, it out. Yeah, I'll have to and, check that out. I'll have to check it out. And I'll have so, to check it out, but I'm not committing to it. Spend <laughs> more time and energy with the people who do look at the information because people who look at the information and come back with questions or give you their opinion and, and you know it's a it's a reasonable you know analysis of what they were looking at they've either taken a red pill or they want one mm -hmm. okay 
the people who don't want to take a red pill, just let them live in the matrix. Let them do what they want to do. Give them another blue pill. Go tell them to watch MSNBC or something like that. Um, yeah. Spend your time with the people who don't need to be, you know, force fed. Um, you'll get way more done. Um, network with those people, build those relationships, make friends with people who want to make the world a better place and can still think for themselves. I mean, if, if anything is going on um, over the past four years, it's been separating the people who just want to not question anything and do what they are told and people who question these things, not because they're trying to do anything bad other than they want to make the world a better place and they see officials taking us in the wrong direction. And, and so, you know, choose your friends wisely and, you can send any bit of information to anybody and judge where they are, um, you know, in, in their path in life by what they tell you. If they look at something that maybe you send them something that you totally disagree with. If they come back and they totally disagree with it. Mm. Okay. That's fine. If they're like, Oh yeah, this is the great. Now there's many, 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 many issues. So that's that's know, in reverse psychology red pilling right there. It's like, what do you think yeah, of this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you very much for the time. I appreciate yeah. it. Any anytime you want to have me back, I'm more than happy. Yeah, please. I appreciate you just reaching out to me. Whenever you have something you want to get off your chest or get on the air, please let me know, and we'll bring you back on. I love this. This is great. It, so. it seems like this is you know potentially good news. I'm not counting chickens yeah. before they're hatched, but. A lot of people seem to be vaccinated against good news. <laughs> it's like, what do you, you know, what do you want me to yeah. do with this? Right. Um, yeah, it, I, that's right. It's right. I'm like, what do I even do with this? Like, I don't even yeah. know. No, it's, it's about 2024 is going to be a year of good news. And if not, if they're not going to give us good news, we're going to make our own good news. We're going to go, we're going to thrive all the way through 2024. I don't care how crazy it gets. I'm going to be over here crushing. That's how I'll it's leave it. I'll, I'll leave it right there, man. Have a great right. one. You too. Thanks, James. Take it easy, man. All right, guys, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we got a big one next week. We got, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to surprise you next week. So how about that? Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in and I'll catch you next week. Peace.